I think also goals are good checkpoints. Like the time before you reach the goal is obviously a really important time. But I think also afterwards, it's equally important. Like stop, reflect, okay, I achieved this. And then, you know, think about what could be the next one. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. And my name is Femke. Today, in this episode, we're going to be talking about career goals. And if you listened to last week's episode, episode 118, we talked a bit about having too many passions and not enough time. And sort of towards the end of the episode, we started talking a little bit about our goals and what we sort of had in mind for our future careers. And we decided that we would do an episode about it. So this episode is going to be purely focused on career goals. We have done goal setting episodes in the past where we've talked more about you know, our personal goals, our goals for our side projects and where we kind of want to be going with those. But today we want to focus specifically on career. So Charlie, I hope that you've thought of some goals. I've thought of a couple of mine that I'm going to share. Oh yes. (laughs) Uh, But before we get into it, let's catch up a little bit. How are things going for you this week? Things are going well. This is my first week back at home for uh, a long period, if that makes sense. The whole of 2018 so far, I have not spent more than two weeks at home at a time. Oh my and gosh. So it's, it's been, you know, a lot of, basically I just always feel like I'm getting ready for the next trip. Uh, a lot of packing and unpacking and, you know, fitting work into that block of two weeks that I perhaps can't do while I'm traveling, filming videos, that sort of thing. So now my next trip isn't like the one that's set anyway, isn't until uh, like mid-June. Oh, okay. And so... I've got a solid block of time that I'm going to be at home and can get some things done. And I'm really excited about that fact. I love travel, but I became like, I wouldn't say homesick, but just like missing that comfort and stability of being at home for a long period of time. Maybe not perhaps appreciate travel as much as I might have if I had spread it out, if you know what I mean. Right. But yeah, that's that's just the way it went. So that's why I did so much travel. So yeah, I'm I'm sort of getting my head in the game of pushing all of my side projects forward and what I need to do there because I've kind of let things just tick along and not really be pushing them because I have had so much else on and travel's been the focus. So now I'm looking forward to putting the focus back back on those things and getting some shit done. Yeah, sounds like you're always so busy. I can't even imagine if you've only spent like, or you haven't spent more than two weeks at a time at home and it's almost in May now. So it's like, (laughs) it's like more than a third of the year, I think. So that's crazy. And even since we recorded our last episode a week ago, uh, we talked about you being in Japan and in that time frame, you've also visited Amsterdam. So you just keep going, girl. (laughs) Yes. That's what I did last week was I visited you. That was really fun. We did not record an in-person episode together, although that was quite fun that one and only time we did it. So Mm -hmm, we probably should mm -hmm. try it again sometime. Yeah. Yeah, We hung out and I, I came visit you at your office, which was pretty cool to see, see where you work and, you know, have lunch in your fancy, you know, kitchen area. Cafeteria. Cafeteria, yeah. that's what I'm looking for. I was going to say canteen, but that didn't feel right. Mm, yeah. So yeah, lots of travel and looking forward to staying at home now. How about you? How's things? Nice. Yeah, I have a very work-focused week this week. Cool. So this week we at work have some designers over from San Francisco and we're doing a design sprint. So along with that, we also have, you know, like team drinks and team dinner and, you know, making them feel welcome and taking them out. So that's, you know, filling up my evenings a bit. And then also tomorrow 
we have a design meetup happening here in Amsterdam, which is going to be like the first meetup that we've done at Uber uh, for like the Amsterdam Uber design team. We've done a few events in San Francisco, but this will be the first time we're doing it in Amsterdam. So super, super excited. We're hosting uh, Ladies That UX Amsterdam, which is a meetup group. And also Figma is going to be joining as well. And we're going to have the CEO come and give a bit of a talk and talk a little bit about, you know, the future of Figma. And then I'm also doing a presentation. So I'm very excited. We have, I think, 300 people RSVP'd on this list. Yeah, so it's hopefully going to be a good turnout. And yeah, I'm just fully heads down focusing on that, making sure my talk is good and also been helping a lot with the organizing, which is a lot of work. Yeah. But uh it's a lot of fun. I, I can't wait. I'll update you next week on how it goes. Hopefully it goes well. Yes, please do. And tell us what is your talk about? Oh, yeah. So my talk is titled Designing for the Masses. And basically, I wanted to tackle the topic of if you think about a company like Uber, where we have people all over the world using our product, there is no specific you know user type. It's not like they work in a certain profession or they live in a certain market, for example. You know, they could be anyone, anywhere. And so I wanted to talk about how do we design for everyone? You know, how do we take into consideration that people could be using our product in completely different markets, and so they could have different needs, they could have different goals, you have to think about the cultural context, the language, things like that. And so, yeah, it's going to be about how do we sort of adapt our products to fit different markets so that everyone can use it that sounds absolutely fascinating yeah i'm excited this is really cool i hope this is one that maybe you can i don't know if shop around is the right word but you know Mm, pitch mm. it to some conferences or something perhaps yeah we'll see how it goes tomorrow but i'm kind of excited also nervous like you know you're speaking on stage on behalf of your company and you know uber out of all companies so yeah it should be good. You don't even know how much this ties into one of my career goals, but you know, oh. we'll get to that. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So that's my week. Basically, it's just a very work focused week, but it's a lot of fun as well. So that's good. Good. I'm glad. Shall we shift track and get into talking about goals? Yes. So, okay. Tell me how then, like what goal is it that ties into what I just said about doing speaking? I assume you have some goals around wanting to speak more at conferences and do some more presenting. Is that right? Yes. Uh, So as listeners may have known, if you've been listening this year, I have really put a focus on trying to speak at more events and things. So just in general, I am trying to put myself out there, do more public speaking, that sort of thing. But a career goal that I've had for a very long time, I think since I went to my first design conference, probably, is that I want to be invited to give a talk about work that I've done, like for my job. And this is not something that has happened yet. I've done a bit of public speaking by now, but most of it has been around YouTube. You know, I've spoken at YouTube events or even the first design conference that I got to speak at was earlier on this year, Epicurrence, but I did, I was talking about self-promotion and, you know, marketing yourself. So it was still, the content of the talk was still about things I'd done on the side. So I really want to get to a stage in my career, like design career and my full-time job where I can have projects and like have a really interesting story to tell that I could speak about it at a conference and, you know, other people would get value from hearing about it. So that that is one of my goals that I have not yet achieved and I don't know when it'll come. Well, you're speaking at Craft and Commerce this year, right? Is is that going to be an opportunity where you can do that? 
no, that's not about design or my work there because uh, it's not the right audience, right? Craft and Commerce is our ConvertKit conference and it's for online creators and entrepreneurs. So they're not really interested in hearing about marketing design at a software company, if you know what I mean. So that will be, again, a talk about my YouTube journey and yeah, that sort of thing. So I, I keep a little note in my notes app whenever I get like a little spark of an idea of something that I'm thinking about as I work that, that could possibly you know, maybe spark a conference talk or just an interesting tidbit that might be no more than that few sentences. But I, I like to keep track of these ideas so that hopefully when the moment comes and the idea strikes, you know, I can I can capture it and, and push towards that goal. But I'm okay with it being one that takes a long time to achieve, you know. I'm not pushing for it to happen this year or maybe even next year. I'm, I'm okay if it uh, happens after a while. I sort of like to split my goals into short-term and long-term goals. I like this, yes. Yeah, I think for me that helps me mm, not just like know what to focus on, but also be okay with the fact that some goals take longer than others. And I think we often think of goals in a one-year time frame, whether it's talking about setting New Year's resolutions or maybe you have to set goals at your company for the year. But I kind of like to have in the back of my mind like what what's what's beyond that, you know, what is probably going to take me longer than a year or maybe several years to develop or to achieve. And so I like to kind of split mine up like that a little bit. And of course, you can have maybe sort of goal posts in between. So you might have a long term goal, but maybe by year year two, you want to be at this stage, you know, so you're kind of working up towards the late the late end goal because some of them do take a lot of time and, and that's totally okay. Completely. And it's not like I'm doing nothing towards this goal as well that you just maybe think with, you know, setting short term goals towards it. I am doing public speaking and I'm building my confidence on stage and like ability to plan a talk. I've, I think there's like three or four that I've planned now and, you know, I really like how they've turned out. And so I'm honing those skills so that when the time and the opportunity and the idea comes, I will have the right toolbox, I suppose, to actually make it happen. So these long-term goals you're talking about, though, can you share some of them or one of them even? What is what is something you're aiming for in the long term in your career? So in the long term, one thing that I kind of would like to slowly work towards over time is developing leadership skills. And I think that in itself is a skill that definitely takes time and cannot be rushed. You know, I don't want to suddenly become a, a design leader, you know, or like be a manager of a team within a year. That's totally not uh, not what I see myself doing with this goal. But I just want to, you know, over time collect and add little skills and things to my toolbox that can help me sort of work towards a potentially, you know, leadership position in the future. That makes sense. I can totally see you leading a, you know, a team and actually leadership is one of my goals too. Oh, nice. So so what, what does leadership mean for you then in your goal? So I, like you, I don't really want to, I'm not interested in being a design manager and never working on the actual product myself, if you know what I mean. Yeah. At this stage anyway, I can see how that might change in the future. I, I feel like a lot of you know, creative leads, design managers or whatever are often older and perhaps have had enough time on the tools and now they're sick of it. I don't know, but I'm not sick of it yet. I still love pushing pixels around and wireframing and yeah, being the one actually creating something. But I would definitely love to be able to manage a small team of maybe a couple of designers and not just, not so much interested in the day-to-day, uh, you know, where is this thing at type management, but more the idea of I've had, um, you know, a couple of really good managers in my time And I want to give that back to someone else. I want to be someone who can be like a role model for my team members. And yeah, yeah. 
quote-unquote boss that they don't hate and perhaps I can encourage and inspire them and just make work a really great place for them and perhaps set their design career off on a really good path I would love to be that person for someone and I hope that doesn't sound big-headed me saying gosh no yeah I don't think so. That's good. I'm glad you don't think so. I hope our listeners don't either. But I like that idea of, of leading a small team. And I think that one of the reasons I've talked before about how um, uh, I used to work at zero. And one of the reasons that I left, actually, if I just want to, you know, be honest for a second, um, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast yet, but so I was working in London, the most majority of the design team of the marketing design team anyway, was back in Wellington. And they instituted this extra layer of uh like yeah hierarchy I guess is the word of senior designers and I had been introduced around the company before by people as a senior designer even though that technically wasn't my title and we didn't technically have that as a title at that stage uh so they didn't institute this layer and I was told that I couldn't be one because I was too far away from the rest of the team Uh. basically a senior designer was going to have a couple of designers uh, that they would manage and, you know, lead, check in with every week and help them get their projects done, that sort of thing. And I loved the idea of that. But yeah, I couldn't do it because I was in London. And so that meant that, I don't know, I felt felt like that was a time where I got a little taste of, like, it was almost there achieving this goal. And then I just wasn't able to get it in the end because of where I lived. Well, at least that's what they said it was. Maybe they were just being nice and <laughs> that was an excuse. But yeah, Um one day in the future, I, w- I would like for that to happen. Yeah, totally. Do you at all, or, or are you encouraged at ConvertKit to set goals? Is that like part of your, you know, do you do, do like goals, goal setting at the start of the year? How does how does that work? Yeah, so we kind of do it in, I guess we do it by the year, but also in six month blocks because our ConvertKit year is split into the time between retreats, essentially. Makes uh, sense. So, yeah, because that's when we like get together. So it's kind of like the end of a half year and that's when we uh, have like performance reviews and the score we get in that determines how much of the profit sharing that we get because that's something that our company does instead of like just a blanket bonus or whatever. So I really love the way that we set goals at ConvertKit because we're encouraged to set them for ourselves like what do you want to achieve this year? It's not like hey you I want you to get 20,000 clicks on this button on the website sort of thing. It's it's not given to us individually like that. Those sort of metric based goals are set more on a team level, at least for me and, you know, the people who make the marketing website. I'm sure that people who have specific responsibilities that's different, but anyway, off on a tangent. So we're, we're encouraged to say what we want to get out of our job and get out of our time working over the next six months to a year. And also what we want to do on the side as well and how that could feed in. So I have some stuff in mind about public speaking, you know, which is and now I've got this opportunity to speak at our work conference. So it's cool that those things are, you know, intertwined and can come together. How about you? How does goal setting work at Uber? Yeah, so we set goals the same every six months. We have performance reviews every six months and we're encouraged to set a few different types of goals. And the first one is called a citizenship goal, which is very similar, I think, to what you were kind of just talking about. So it's a goal that maybe is not tied directly to your work and your work responsibilities, but it's something that you can do to like give back to Uber, or maybe you want to take it outside of Uber, like public speaking, for example, would be a good example of a citizenship uh, goal where it's not like tied to your work, but it's something that you could do and something you want to go for. 
another citizenship goal, someone else on my team had the goal of learning Framer, you know, so it's like learning a hard skill, uh, learning something on the side. So it could be something like that where it's just sort of a uh, an extra goal that you can have to, to work on yourself. And for me, my citizenship goal currently is around design community. Love it. So for example, I run the Uber Design Twitter account, which is at Designing Uber if you're interested in following it. Link in the show notes. <laughs> uh, and I also write uh, monthly team newsletters. So every month our team contributes uh, to the newsletter by updating you know, what, what their work was that month, what projects they worked on. And we also include some fun things like oh, we had this team dinner or we had this trip and things like that. And they get sent out to the whole design org. And so I kind of like manage that and like make sure I collect the stuff from my teammates and format it nicely and send it out. So yeah, yeah that's kind of currently the two things that I'm doing each month, I suppose, to contribute towards my citizenship goal. And then obviously like speaking ties naturally into that. I don't have a goal as such for doing speaking, but I've done it. Yeah, I've done it once already. This will be my second time this week speaking. So it kind of ties in, I think, nicely anyway with my goal of like design community. Completely. What about the other types of goals? You said there was a couple of different types. Is the others more related to are they metrics based or are they, I don't know, project based? How do they work? Yeah, so they're kind of project based. So you come up with a couple of goals regarding your sort of work stream. So for example, I work a lot on cash and cash payments at Uber. So I have a few goals relating specifically to that work stream. Um, And then we also have the opportunity to come up with like personal goals, you know, like what are some personal skills you want to develop or things you want to learn. And, you know, for example, some of the things that I have are I want to speak up more in meetings. That's a sort of problem that I currently have is a bit of a lack of confidence, a bit of imposter syndrome. You know the deal when you just are a bit nervous and afraid to speak up and share your ideas. Oh, I know. (laughs) So that's that's one of my goals is to be more confident and comfortable, like speaking up, sharing my dumb ideas. Uh, You know, I think in the past I've often held myself back from sharing an idea because I don't think it's perfect. And I think that's a real shame. That is a shame. And then another one I have is around getting better at like design documentation and communication. So, you know, we work like I work very closely with a product manager. And so there's a lot of like things that need to be documented and there's lots of email communication going on and it can be really hard to keep track of it all. So I'm trying to find a way to like get better at documenting decisions that we've made, documenting feedback that was left on, you know, designs or during design reviews. And then also, you know, being good at communicating those out to the rest of the team. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. And do you set your goals with your manager or do you write them in a doc and then give them to them or discuss? I don't know. How does that work? So we have this tool. I don't even remember what it's called. It's like some internal tool where we're supposed to write our goals in there and then our manager can see them. And so they can be discussed like, you know, when you have one-on-ones or of course, like when you're having your performance review, they came up in discussion. So yeah, they are like written down. So it's, you know, feels a little bit official. Yeah, makes sense. A lot of my goals that I've set at work so far and just that I have in general for my career now is around coding. Um, So I set it as my goal last year is when I would say I learned to code officially, even though it was like dabbling before. 
yeah, this year my goals are around pushing that further and getting more into knowledge of JavaScript and how I can add some interaction and animation to the, you know, plain HTML and CSS that I'm fairly confident in building now. So yeah, that, that's one of my very short-term goals to do with code, but just to share a more longer-term vision of my career, I would love to be able to confidently implement my designs without like limitations, I suppose, without being limited by my skills. I would like to yeah, be able to make, make that happen both at work and in any website that I wanted to create. I'd also love to have the knowledge to set one up completely from start to finish and be completely self-sufficient there. Cause even though I can code uh, at work, uh, Dylan, who I talk about in every episode, I feel because <laughs> I don't know, I just always have something to say about him. I don't even know if he listens to this show, but hi, Dylan, if you do. Um, but he is the one who originally set up our WordPress site and our theme and all of that. And whenever there's like a basic structural like problem or like issue, you know, error message, that sort of thing, he's the one who can fix it because I don't know any of that. So that's something that I want to get more confident in in general in my career and be yeah, more of a self-sufficient website making person. <laughs> nice. I like it. Yeah. Most of my goals are quite sort of soft skill focused. Like I talked earlier about leadership and I want to improve communication, things like that. And one thing that I've been considering and that's kind of been encouraged to me by my peers at work is to consider a hard skill. So for example, maybe it's learning SQL or maybe it's, you know, picking back up my HTML and CSS practice and like actually mastering it this time. Uh, or maybe it's like learning how to use Framer or something like that. So that's something I haven't decided yet what it's going to be, but it's something I'm thinking about that I'd like to achieve this year is to pick up some kind of more hard skill that I can add to my toolbox. Cool. I like it. Let's look further forward. Sure. I love looking to the future. I find it really hard to articulate or like set a hard goal for more than perhaps a couple of years out in the future. I don't know about you, but I I can't name a specific like five or 10 year goal I have with my career. I can envision what I want my life to be like around then, but I don't know quite how to formulate that into an achievable goal that no measurable goal is, is the word I'm looking for. How about you? Yeah, I think and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like what you're saying is that you have a dream, but it's not necessarily like a goal. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of have that too, where like I have a dream or like a vision, like, oh yeah, it'd be great if I was doing this or if I could do this thing in the future, but it's not really like a goal in terms of I'm not setting like action steps to get there and like measuring my progress and being strategic about you know, how to achieve this thing, which I feel like is more how we approach goals is being a bit more intentional with what we do so that we can achieve it. Yes, completely. Do you feel okay sharing that vision of, that you have of like an ideal future for you in, in terms of your career? Yeah, I mean, I've always said that I want to be self-sufficient one day and that's still a goal for me. So that mean like working for working yourself? Working for myself, yeah, or or with my partner, Owen, you know, whether whether that's like, running a SaaS or whether that's doing client work together. I mean, I, I don't know what it's going to be, but eventually I'd love to be in that position where I can be self-sufficient and, you know, work from anywhere. That would be really cool. Another, like, I guess more of a dream, I suppose. And I've had this since I was like 
13. I don't know why. And it's kind of still, I don't think about it much, but it's kind of still with me a little bit. And it's going to sound super cheesy, but something that I've always like been like, oh yeah, if I become this, like I will have made it, you know, like that's the epitome for me. And that is being a motivational speaker. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I I don't know like why that's always been a goal for me, but I think somehow in my brain, I just connect like, okay, well, if you're a motivational speaker, you have reached success. Like you have obviously achieved something so, so well that, you know, you're just teaching and you're just sharing the knowledge and sharing the experience with other people. And if I could do that somehow, like reach that level where I'm so experienced and have, you know, reached so much success in a particular thing, and then I could just travel the world sharing and spreading that, that would be like my dream, I think. That's amazing. I'm interested to know if you consider the public speaking and conference talks, because you've given, you know, quite a few of these talk things by now. Do you not consider them motivational or is that not just the type of content that you're wanting to do in these motivational speaking sessions? For me, those have been more sort of like one off and kind of random, Mm -hmm. whereas my sort of motivational speaker goal is more like intentional. Like maybe that's my, you know, main source of income. Maybe that's all I do in the future is just speak and teach and spread the knowledge. Um, So I think my conference talks that I've been doing are you know, they're definitely contributing towards it. And, you know, it's good practice, of course, always. Um, but I don't consider it like, oh, I've, I've achieved it. I'm, I'm this thing. My goal is like 10x what I'm currently doing in terms of speaking, you know. Right. Yeah. Love it. I can definitely see that happening for you. What about you? Do you have some kind of overarching dream or, or goal? What's, what's the future of Charlie look like? So I think I see my future career goals and side project, you know, stuff merging a lot more. I think they already have merged quite a lot in the past year and a bit that I've been working at ConvertKit because um, I'm technically a contractor. We've talked about this before. And so I have my own company now, and that has just kind of made all of the side project and full-time job stuff feel a lot more intertwined. Also because, you know, ConvertKit is very encouraging of my side projects and, yeah, I just feel like I'm I'm living probably in a state that would have been my goal a few years ago, if that makes sense, which feels pretty cool to think about. But in the future, I see those intertwining much more. In terms of the work that I do day to day, I would like to only be working on like the big meaty projects. That's not currently possible in the very small team that we are. Someone has to make social media images or, you know, lay out a keynote presentation. That's just necessary stuff that has to be done. So, you know, not complaining about doing it or anything. But in the future, I would like to give those projects to someone else and just be working on like the big web design stuff. Uh, you know, those those bigger projects that span a longer period of time and that I can feel super proud of. And I would perhaps like to drop down to only working maybe like three days a week at on like, I say full-time job, but you know what I mean, three days a week on that. And then the other two on my own stuff. I would like to ramp up much more my like creating things and and selling them to people and you know like making digital products making physical products I would love to have that be a thing that I spend a lot more of my time doing than I do currently now so yeah I guess what I'm saying is that my future goal is just maybe a more refined slightly uh, differently distributed version of what I'm doing now uh-huh. But definitely still remote. I don't think I could ever go back to working in an office. So yeah, future career goal definitely involves 
me working in this, you know, anywhere, anytime sort of thing. And I would perhaps like to have my own little studio as well. That could be really fun as like a space. And perhaps that could be yet another side project is where other people could come into this co-working space or whatever. Could be fun. I don't know. Yeah. Nice. Just an idea at this stage. Not, I wouldn't even say a dream or a goal yet. Just an idea. <laughs> yeah. Are there any goals that you have had in the past that you either achieved or maybe you decided to discard because you know maybe your life changed or you suddenly had different priorities i think i have one in each of those categories that you just asked about so quickly the first one a goal i've already achieved is working in london that was something that i always wanted to do not specifically london but just overseas in general was always something that i wanted to do because i didn't know if like am i a good designer or am i like only New Zealand good. <laughs> only New Zealand good. <laughs> you know, I don't say that to talk down New Zealand or anything, but I'm like, am I only good in this specific market? Like, I don't know, in this specific way of working or something? Because I just didn't know anything about the rest of the world and how they worked. And now that I've moved over here, I can tell you it's not all that different. <laughs> and yeah, that's a good thing. And I'm, I'm happy to be able to have been employed at a London-based company. And yeah, now still living in London, but working for a US-based company. I guess that's cool as well. Super cool. And then a goal that I've given up on, I used to think, and I don't know if we've talked about this in an episode or if I talked about it in a YouTube video or something, but I used to be super orientated towards achievements like uh, that other people had given me, if that makes sense. Externally motivated, maybe is the word I'm looking for. And I used to think that winning design awards was the epitome of a good design career. And so when I was just getting started, that was my goal. I wanted to win design awards. I entered the best awards, which is one of New Zealand's like design awards things once with my uh, university major project. No, I didn't. Yes, I didn't. <laughs> I entered that and I didn't, um, I didn't win for that. I just remembered. But I did get a silver award for a project that we entered at zero once. Yeah. And honestly, I thought that achieving that would feel a lot better than it did. And when it happened, I was like, I mean, I already knew that I liked that project, so I didn't really need someone else telling me that they liked it too and that it was good, you know? Right. And I think that that kind of stopped me wanting to, yeah, go after that as my measure of success in a way. And I'm not so motivated. Well, I wouldn't say at all motivated by awards in that way anymore. Um, just no interest. Don't even pay attention to who else is winning design awards, to be honest. It's just not yeah, what I envision as a successful career anymore. Yeah, for me, I used to have this goal, which was to work at an agency. Yep, same. <laughs> yeah, I think similar to your your design awards one is that to me, it just felt like, oh, that would be validation that I'm a real designer and I'm a good designer because that's where all the like creative stuff is happening, right? Uh, and so I think I'm not sure if I ended up applying. I, I definitely was preparing applications, like trying to make really out of the box, uh, you know, applications, like sending sending them a physical uh, mail and it's like you open it and it's like this branded, like whatever, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. And so I started kind of going down that route and just realized like, why am I doing this? It's just like, I don't know. I felt like I was just trying to, get this validation that I was a real designer and I was like it's not actually what I'm interested in I don't I don't really want to work at an agency so I kind of changed tactic on that one and the other kind of goal that I sort of had was to work for a Silicon Valley company which I've kind of achieved now I suppose working at Uber yes yeah 
you get that without having to actually exactly (laughs) win-win um but yeah I was just super interested like I'm just still just really interested to see how design works at that scale you know when you're working at like one of the huge Silicon Valley companies and you know being like right in the heart of that tech world um is super interesting and I was you know before Uber I was super curious about what that was like so it was kind of a little goal for me And yeah, I mean, I'm in the middle of it now, so we'll see how it goes at the end, but so far really enjoying it. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't say it was a a goal as much as a measure of success, but I used to only be interested in big companies as well. And then I found myself at a big company and realized that I'm much more suited to being at a smaller company. Right. As we talked about in the last episode about, you know, having multiple passions and how to decide which one you go for and like focus on as your main thing. Goals help you do that. Goals give you focus and they're like laying out a path that you want for yourself in the future and they can help you make the decisions that enable you to follow it, you know, because it can be this filter for everything that you do is, is this going to help me towards this goal? No. Okay. Then maybe I should do this thing instead that is going to help me towards the goal. I think it's really important to sit down and plan some goals out for your career. What do you want out of it? Because otherwise you might find yourself just toiling away, doing the same thing year after year and and not improving because you're not aiming for anything. Yeah, I think also goals are good sort of checkpoints, you know, Yeah. because it's of course, it's super important. Like the time that you're achieving the goal, the time before you reach the goal is obviously a really important time. But I think also afterwards, it's equally important. I think it's nice to have something to work towards and you know you can reward yourself and have the sense of achievement and sense of accomplishment I think that's also really important because that's what is motivating for me you know is like having these goals achieving them you get that kind of rush and you're like okay well if I could do this what could I do next like what else could I do so I think it's also a nice way to kind of set these checkpoints along this sort of road of life I suppose you could say and it's just a nice way to like stop reflect okay I achieved this uh, and then, you know, think about what, what could be the next one. Yeah, exactly. Goals help you have momentum, right? Yeah, exactly. Stop you standing still. So if you were listening to this episode and you've never really considered what goals you want for your career, or perhaps you've never written them down before, I would highly encourage you after this episode ends to sit down and have a think. What do you want out of your career? What are some things that you want to have achieved when you look back in like, you know, 5, 10, 20, even maybe years time? I find it impossible to think that far ahead but if you can go for it that would be amazing um and if you felt like sharing them with us we would love to hear about them you can tweet them to us at design life fm we have our dms open as well i think fem right yes. so you could dm them if you didn't feel like making them public just let us know if you're okay with them being read out on the show or not we might do like a, a goals roundup in future because i think it can sometimes help to hear other people's goals right give you an idea of things that you might want to achieve yourself. So yeah, hope you've enjoyed this episode. Where can people go to find more episodes, Fem? You can go to designlife.fm, which is our website, and there you'll find all previous episodes. If you want to listen to this, well, I suppose you've already listened to this episode in particular, but <laughs> if you want to check out the show notes, uh, you know, we add some takeaways. We also add links to any of the things we've talked about in this episode. Then you can go to designlife.fm slash episode 119. We would also really appreciate anyone leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the show out there and helps other people know if it's worth their time listening to. And we obviously 
like put a lot of effort into making these shows something that is worth your time because we know that time is precious have we had any reviews lately fem that we have we have this five star review from matt wilmot who is also a member of the community and i'll just read this out he says i subscribe to many podcasts in the design freelancing and business industries too many are driven just as sales tools for their own products without really giving advice that any john doe can put into action in the real world but Design Life gets it spot on. Not only do both Charlie and Femke give great advice, but they give it honestly. They don't pretend to be experts, they just use their own experiences and struggles to tell you how they went about solving their problems in the hope that maybe it'll help others, which I can guarantee 100% every single podcast does. Oh, Matt, you're going to make me cry. Oh, so nice. Thank you. I love that because that's exactly what we're going for here. We're we're not experts, as you can tell. Yeah, (laughs) and and we're not trying to be. We're not pretending to be experts. We're we're alongside you, figuring things out along the way. Because sometimes it's good to hear from people who are in your situation as well. You know, not just always from the people who are on top and have achieved everything already and perhaps forgotten what it was like when they hadn't. Um, Next episode, just to tease it, we are actually going to talk more about struggles and perhaps some things that might hinder us or you know have stopped us from achieving these career goals we talked about so far so should be a good one we'll see you then and i'll talk to you later okay have a good day Bye bye bye